Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but... It's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Well, I'm in Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today, uh, we have, you know, there has been life stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I keep going, now we're finally back. And then we go into like, (laughs) it's always not true. Um, uh, (laughs) We are, we are, uh, the the school is back in. I'll let you peer behind the curtain. Uh, uh, Mr. A has been a wizard for for uh, our good friend Alexia uh, when it comes to setting up recording stuff, and that has worked really, really well until Mr. A's hours turned like he is literally goes to work the second I become available, gets home the second that I am no longer available, <laughs> <laughs> and. So when it comes time to to record, like like we're recording right now at like nine thirty at night, we literally have like like Mrs. J goes to sleep like at ten thirty or eleven on most nights. So in order, and she doesn't get home until like we would have to start recording the second she gets home. In order for me to see her at all, sans kids. Um, like I would, we'd have to like start right away and it just doesn't, it's really hard. We're yeah. working it out. Uh, there are plans afoot. It will become more regular. We are giving the show some Miralax. I promise you. Um, <laughs> we just, but, there's a little uh, growing pains happening right now. <laughs> yeah. But, but bear with us as we, as, as we, you know, transition. I had, I had nay baby, a baby. When we started the show, I now have a teenager and another like <sighs> upper elementary schooler so so bear the fuck with us <laughs> why are you on my old. ass about this shit listener why are you doing that no so we love you and thank no, you we, for your patience we love you we, we, appreciate, th- we appreciate yes we appreciate I'm, you uh, your patience and your understanding <laughs> um i before we get started on on uh a, a kind of a star wars heavy episode i do want to ask in the in the brief time we've had how is your trek week the month year and a half been <laughs> track month week year and a half um how has it been uh it's been all right did you see discovery did you see uh the triple one the what one the triple one there's a new short it's like a month old oh my gosh there are probably two new shorts there's probably one even i haven't seen it's called the trouble with edward um and edward is is h john benjamin from Archer. Oh yeah, no, I love I I I remember seeing clips of being like, "Oh my god, I want to see that one." No, I didn't I didn't I didn't know it was there. I don't well, go to CBS All Access often if at all. Unless I, I And I, I will say this, I don't feel like it's doing that as good a job this time around as at letting us know that like the short tracks were around and I don't know what it's, if it's a marketing thing, I go to a bunch of movie websites that I read every day. And every time there's a short track last year, it was like brand new short track. 
And this time, like, if I didn't know because it was like next time on, I would have not been aware. So it's not entirely your fault for not knowing. They're, I'm getting the sense that they're not pushing the short tracks as much as they otherwise would. What with everything else that they have going on. So, I, so guess. I get that. If they if they have a Star Trek advertising budget, um, we know where it's going. And let's just say it rhymes with the dick hard. Yeah. And um, I get that. Um, it's because it's the more known quantity. Um, and then I'm sure they're hoping that they're going to get more engagement from that um, than they have been from Discovery. Because you kind of, you know, you and I both know, having been through it you got to kind of hold on for a bit in that first season before you stop being upset with certain things, like the way the Klingons look yeah. and behave and stuff like that. And these choices that they make. And, you know, once you get past all that, it gets good, but it's like, you've got to hold on. And we always talk about how much stuff there is out there to see. That's hard to, to do nowadays. Like there's always no, I'll something you, I'll else. I'll give you an example. Good I to just... catch your attention. <laughs> I just finished Agents of Shield. Like I just caught up on Agents of Shield. Okay, you did. Can cuz I'm finished as well. And you said it was okay. it was done, right? No, there's one more season. Okay, cuz the way it ended I was like this doesn't feel like an ending. This feels like They a- found out like in the last 3 episodes of last season when they were shooting that they were getting 6 more episodes to finish out the story. So so they're getting a, a very short season to sort of wrap it all up. Um, uh, okay, because like, I, I thought you had said that was what this was about, and I was like, so I didn't, and it made sense with what was going on, um, certain factors, and I was like, okay, I see how this is, you know, getting to a fever pitch. Uh, it's gonna reach it, uh, be resolved in some way, form or fashion, and and you know, then it's done. That makes sense, but. It yeah, uh, the the then it ended like almost like with a new gloss of paint, if you will, is the feeling. Um, without giving spoilers, and I was like, wait, I mean, I don't know what I don't. I mean, that doesn't feel like an ending so much as a kind of a beginning, which is weird because I didn't think that yeah, was what they were I, doing. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, me. I I will I will say this, I. And I don't. I we have. We're going to talk more about Agents of Shield after after you see Endgame. But suffice to say, on Agents of Shield, all of which came out after the events of Infinity War. Spoiler alert for that year old movie, year and a half old movie. Um, uh, there is no reference to half of humanity being being snapped away. There is yeah, no reference. there's no reference, and, and so it seems like the, it seems really. I like. I, I get what you mean now when you when you kept saying, like it's really kind of. It, it's not the sort of thing that you could easily go. Why aren't they even mentioning that? Like it's really. You're right. It is it. The Especially because the end of season five is like I hear Thanos is coming. And you're like really, and then there's nothing. And suffice to say, again, uh, end game. If you see the poster. Thanos is sure in it. <laughs> it it does deal with what happened in Infinity War, and I don't want to say how or in what way, but it is 
it goes comes down to it's really interesting. I'll take a second to to go off topic on this. Uh, Marvel TV was run by a guy, guy named Jeff Loeb, uh, who who famously did not get along with Kevin Feige, who ran the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, Kevin Feige just be, got put in charge of all of Marvel creative, um, including all the movies, all the TV shows, and all the comics. He's the guy in charge of all of it. Jeff Loeb is gone. Jeff Loeb is no longer there. Um, but this all happened after the sixth season of shield and the events of the seventh, uh, the, 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 or, or rather there that happened. Like there was one episode left to shoot of the new season coming out later. They're done shooting. Um, and what happens at the very end of the sixth season could kind of be like, we did this, we did this, we did this. And now we're back in the world that we know, you know, some stuff happened to take us out for a while, but now we're back keeping in mind that the season before kind of, ended with a whole bunch of time travel shenanigans uh, with Sky going back mm-hmm. from the future and all that stuff. And, you know, there is more time travel happening. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Um, so maybe that lets them rejoin the Marvel Cinematic Uni- Universe proper because right now they're clearly not part of it. Like, it's... Uh, I mean, know, yeah, no, that, like, based on if if the season that I just finished watching, you know, not too long ago of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that you just finished is after infinity war <laughs> um that it can't be in the same universe or i'm or any yeah. like i mean does that affect the multiverse i mean i don't know like it seems like I it just doesn't don't know what work. to make of all of it and i know not everybody has watched it so i don't want to spend that much time talking about a show that that not everybody has watched but um it is frustrating and I guess, why don't we table this conversation? I'm going to bring it back around to the end with the other thing I want to talk about tonight because there's, it is it is frustrating that that it was sold as here is the TV connection to the movie that you can see every week. That's what it was supposed to be. You know, Thor the and Dark And it started World out happened. that way and it was really, yeah. and it was always kind of cool. I mean, I did feel like a lot of times though, particularly when Avengers movies would happen, uh, in, it would be like, where the fuck was S.H.I.E.L.D. in all this? I mean, you'd well, see a ripple effect from the movie, but like, generally speaking, most of the time it'd be like this, all this crazy big level shit is going on and what, is S.H.I.E.L.D. just like the cleanup crew? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, you know, it's really, it's really interesting because there is a world-ending cataclysmic event happening in S.H.I.E.L.D., much like a season finale of Buffy. Like, you know, the world is going to end if this thing goes bad. And it would have taken 15 seconds to have, shouldn't we call the Avengers on this one? The Avengers won't answer our calls. As far as they know, we're still the bad guys with Hydra. Damn it. Sure would be nice if we call them. Yeah, wouldn't it? And I'd be fine. But I did find myself, (laughs) being that they didn't have that moment, I did find myself going, God, what? Like, you're not even, you got to say something about the Avengers because they're who you'd call. But if you can't call them, if you're like, we'd spend more time arguing with them, or, or the, the Avengers are currently in the middle of something much bigger than this. What's bigger than this? Can't really talk about it. You know, it's like like whatever you need to do. It's just you know, they, something, they just, some acknowledgement. Yeah, like because otherwise it's, a lot it's of very hand, weird. They did a lot of hand waving, especially in Angel, whenever they had to reference Buffy. <laughs> hand you, you know what I mean? So like, funny, like, actually. I, I because of age, I was thought I thought of you. I was watching uh, SNL, <laughs> um, and I think it was a. Uh, Chance the rapper, yeah, he does this whole thing because he's from Chicago. He does this, his whole mo- opening monologue is about being uh, liking the second best thing, uh, 
And he was like, I like, one of the lyrics was, I like Angel better than Buffy. And I was like, and it made me think of you. That's amazing. I was, I was like, amazing. that's fucking hysterical. You know, it's so funny because I like Angel better than Buffy. I like DS9 better than Next Gen. I wonder if I'm, I wonder if there are any other unsung spinoffs that I like better than the original. I'm sure there are some, but that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, let's not talk about spinoffs. Let's talk about the spinoff trilogy of Star Wars. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to cover a couple of trailers and then I uh, want to talk a little bit about the movie that I saw today. But uh, if you could please get on to your viewer watchers, whatever it is to you watch things, we're going to watch right now the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker final trailer starting in three, two, one, play. It's an instinct. Feeling. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. But I do. Long have I waited. And now, you're coming together. What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir. At my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. So, <clears throat> I, I I have my tickets. <laughs> get your tickets. Uh, sorry, what? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you got to do everything you can to get yourself to the theater the day this comes out because I got to do a show on this. I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna be like, I need a show and a drink. <laughs> this is all done. <laughs> my heart can't take it. It's literally coming out of my birthday. You have to go. You have to go. How can you not go? What do you think? Initial initial thoughts. Well, they know how to make me fucking tear up and shit. Fucking damn it. I know. They're like, they're like hey, 3PO's probably going to die. Also, here's Carrie's voice saying, 
saying always. Also, here's Mark Hamill saying always. Here's R2. You finally get to see him in the trailer. He hasn't been in anything. And there's R2. He's right there. Look, there's Lando. I think they're on Endor. They're right on Endor. Oh, there's Ray. She looks so. Oh, Ray. Ray, she's fighting that Kylo boy. Oh, no. Oh, look, they're working together again. Yay. Oh, we love that I know. Kylo boy. It's like, uh, there's. Oh, my God. There's a oh, lot, man. There's a the whole Emperor. lot. There's the Emperor's there. voice. Oh, there's a bunch of Star Destroyers, which are not First Order Star Destroyers. How about that? If you were look at the, what the first, first Order design for the Star Destroyers are, that is not them. That is the OG Star Destroyer coming out of ice. And then they have the big shot of an ice planet on it. So there's an ice planet and there's a whole bunch of OG Star Destroyers coming out of the ice planet while you're hearing the Emperor's voice. Yeah, I don't know like what to think about what he's Star Destroyers? like. What he's fucking saying either, like your coming together will be your downfall, and shit. It's like that's oh yeah, that but that's the good. emperor. He's always spouting that shit, you know. <laughs> your, your, something, your something, your friends dark is yours. Side. You know? <laughs> something, 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 complete. Yeah, I mean, he's, he he talks a good game. I saw, I, I saw a uh, a. a Wonderful meme on Facebook today with the Emperor's talking to Vader and he goes, the son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. He will join us or die. But he must not become a Jedi. Obi-Wan can no longer help him. Are you sure? <laughs> well, I, I fought him and I, I, I hit him with my lightsaber and he disappeared. And his robes fell to the ground. That doesn't sound like you killed him at all. <laughs> It doesn't sound like you killed him at all. He can totally come back. I don't think you killed him. What? Like you killed Yoda? Yeah, about that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I am so excited for that. I got it. I, this one, you know what I loved is this one didn't have any big reveals. I mean, you can get reveals if you look at the Star Destroyers and you see the Emperor's Throne. You you can start putting pieces together and making some assumptions. You know, in the last trailer, you saw. I know. I um, felt like this one was more about um, how you feel. Like yeah. it definitely was. It was about that that inspiration, the hope, the feeling of Star Wars, and they fucking yeah. nailed it. Like, yeah, they. That like, is, it is. Good people will fight if we lead them. Like just their the solidification of their team. Uh, my friends, oh God, stop it! And all those and all those ships. You know, I will say this: I, we can't talk about this without talking about Last Jedi. And I gotta say that in articles that I've read lately, and what they're trying to do, there's something about giving the people what they want. That that I. When I think about what Ryan Johnson tried to do with um, with The Last Jedi, I realize that I think it is a superior movie, even as a film, to many films, to possibly The Force Awakens, um, possibly even as a movie, better than, than Return of the Jedi as a movie. But the problem is, it's not just a movie. It would be like if I were... Like if I were writing the Lord of the Rings and I decided to make the two towers even better 
than the Fellowship of the Ring and Return of the King, but also make it about Harry Potter. You know, maybe I could make it better <laughs> if I made it about something else. If I decided I'm not going to let this be a middle chapter. No, I'm going to, this one must stand alone by being completely different, subverting everything you thought it was going to do and bringing absolutely everybody to the world's most hopeless place. And I understand the Empire did that in a way, but Empire didn't feel like it was fucking with Star Wars. It felt like it was I, expanding Star Wars. And Last I didn't Jedi, feel I didn't feel like Last Jedi was fucking with Star Wars. I feel like the only way you get there is if you're a certain um, type of fan. No, I don't. I, here's why I disagree. I think that it is overt in in what Ryan Johnson was trying to do. I think that Ryan Johnson specifically sat down, said, what are the lists of, what are the list of questions that everybody wants the answer to? And let's write it out and let's look at all the speculation that it might be and then throw it out the window and offer up just like, here's something completely, absolutely, and totally different, which is subverting all their expectations. And that being done once or twice is kind of okay, but subverting all your expectations all the time is ultimately unsatisfying. It reminds me of the moment in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when Shannon Doherty pulls off the killer's mask and it's a monkey. And you're like, okay, nobody was expecting it to be a monkey. I get it. It's 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 totally not what we expected. Did you just spoil the original? Oh, the original Jay one. Jay and Silent Bob. A moment in a in an eighteen year old film. Referencing oh, okay. Scream. I thought you were talking about the next one because I know no, not you've reboot. Seen it. No, 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 no. When they're running around, they do scream. Or, or for, or for that matter, um, or for that matter, Scream Two, which is a really good movie. As a movie, it's a better film than the original Scream in terms of just the filmmaking technique. But it doesn't have any of the freshness of Scream because at the end, when they show the killer, you're like, "Who's this? Who's it? It's it's Billy Loomis's mom." Like. Why does it like the fun of Scream is that you you maybe got close at one point. What made Scream so great is that like like a third of the way through the film, you figured out who the killer was. Then they gave you all the reasons why it wasn't the killer. And then at the end, they go, no, it was Billy Loomis. Ha ha. And you're like, holy shit, I had it before. Yeah, it was right the first time. Yeah. You know, but I think that Ryan Johnson's thesis statement was Luke looking at the at the lightsaber in the big moment and comedically throwing it over his shoulder. I think that he was kind of like, I'm going to I'm going to fuck with you a little bit. And I think ultimately he made what would have been a more satisfying film than a film that gave us what we wanted, but may will ultimately make it a less satisfying middle chapter, if that makes sense. And I'm I don't not know, man, because like everybody was so upset about the the horse animal things uh in in it and and you could see from this trailer that they're back um i don't know if that's them there might be different horse animal things actually my problem with the horse animal oh. things in in and correct me if i'm wrong because i wonder if you feel this way in last jedi the four, horse animal things i just felt like they were animated badly they were the only part of the film that kind of looked and felt like the prequels like they just it didn't feel like they like I mean like, I'm I was always like, clearly I, guys- I really I just I have a, a, a just like a firm stance when it comes to animating animals fully that you could get away with just 
partially animating and making it look better or or using like i was it's funny because i was recently having this conversation with mr a where i was like you know no actor is ever going to be like because what a, a movie i'm very fond of even though i i know most people probably haven't seen it or would would say bad things about it because they're wrong um is who's that girl and if you've ever seen it uh madonna's adorable and Long there's this beautiful large cat in it that she like because she's just got away with animals right and so she's like petting it and it, like it's featured heavily in the movie and it's awesome right and i'm like that is never gonna happen again like they're never going to put even if it's an animal we have access to like they're not ever they're never gonna put a lion in a room with an actor again like that's never gonna happen they're gonna animate it that's just the reality and i was like then that fucking sucks because like lions are fucking cool and real lions are much cooler than cg ones and real you know monkeys are much cooler than cg ones and real you know what i mean like all these and 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 before people like jump on it like i mean i love animals heavily so i'm certainly not like before we we talk about like animal cruelty like they a long time ago they took care of that aspect of like how animals are treated um yeah, we're not saying let's make Milo notice again. We're not saying that. Right. I'm not saying anything about yeah, I'm that's saying awful. But like like I just watched a video on on YouTube about this place where like I mean the lions are like it's a lion like a lion preserve and they like come and hug you. And I was like, I want to go there so bad. That is so awesome. Um so it's not like my point is you can without cruelty, you can have animals of a bears lions tigers whatever interacting with human beings and have that work and it used to be a thing we would do but like it's a thing of the past they will never do it in a movie ever again because they'll never think it worth the time the effort and the liability they'll always well, frankly what you can do with animatronics at this point is um you know i like i feel like when you're doing animals at this point you make the head animatronic and then you make the body CGI, and then you blend it, and then in the wide shots you make you make it all CGI. But if you're up close, I think of the Tauntauns, and the Tauntauns, you know, when they're stop motion, the stop motion part doesn't work that well. But that would be CGI now. But the yeah. close ups, that was a puppet, and, and it, it looks worked. fucking great. I know, and like, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's what makes a lot of the creatures. I feel like in the the continuation or the, I guess the prequel they've done on uh, Netflix for uh, the dark crystal. So amazing. Like how far we've come with puppetry. It's like having something actually physically being there matters. Like, I don't care how good an actor you are. Like it matters if you're actually touching a thing or not. Well, you know I what think, I mean? I think what it comes down to is you got to, you, you got to say there's something that Ryan Johnson was not able to pull off that J.J. Abrams was, that there's a tactile feel to The Force Awakens. And let us remember, Maz Kanata, completely CGI character. Um, and the the space battles, completely CGI. There are no models there. There's yeah. plenty of CGI in The Force Awakens. There's plenty oh, yeah. of there's plenty of CGI um fucking BB-8. BB-8, there's tons of CGI BB-8. But for the close-ups... They got you a real BB-8. 
In fact, yep. they had like six different ways of doing BB-8 in case they needed something here or there. And there are puppets in the last Jedi. I don't want to just shit on on the animation. I just think those horses didn't work in the in the last Jedi for for a myriad of reasons. I guess my my point is is that I'm still hoping this in some way redeems the last Jedi. Um, I I think it will. I and I and I honestly I think it will I, because of the way it felt. I think it will be better for it. For for instance, you know the the big you know question of like your parents were nothing, they're no they were nothing and they were nobody, and we find out in this one she's actually a Skywalker. I think it'll be more meaningful than than having to wait till now to find out, and it'll be like Scream, like you were talking about, like like we thought we knew it, right? We were like, oh, she's totally a Skywalker, and they're like, no, she's nobody. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, as long as we feel have about to deal that. with the consequence of his lie, you know, if he's just like, I lied to you because I I didn't know what to say, you know, then, then I'm going to be, you know, but if, if like, if that I don't even know that like, he, I mean, I don't even know that you have to deal with the, like, whether or not it, it, it needs to be addressed. It, it was such, it, it was such a big moment. If, if there's no consequence to that being false, it would be like getting to how does he, know? I mean, but how would he and, know? And, how would he know? Well, he he knew at the time. He felt he knew. He felt very sure. Or it seemed like he he either was lying or he was really misinformed. In right. Which case, and I think I think the I think the latter done. is much more likely. Um, and I think I would I would I would prefer that. Now, now, if they use him being that misinformed is something that makes him turn to the light or something, you know. So here, here's, and we, I've, we've more to talk about. So I'm going to jump off last Jedi in a second. But it's really interesting. Does Kylo Ren deserve to be redeemed? Is I would like I to had, see that. There is a question that I had with, uh, with uh, my totally super co-host Arthur. We had, I don't know if we had during the show, or we had it offline, but he was talking about, he was talking on his Facebook feed about, like, like. Luke going, I redeemed my father. He's back with the light side. And like a bunch of like the ghosts of the younglings going, um, hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. It's really good that you got some closure with him. And yeah, I guess he picked up the emperor, but you know, he murdered all these children and also all these sand people. And then the entire like population of Alderaan like shows up and goes, yeah, about this redemption of Darth Vader. Like, it's really nice that in the last five minutes of his life, he decided to pick up the emperor to save his own and to do kid. the right thing, I guess. To save his were. own kid. Like, yeah, I'm willing, like not even I'm willing beyond to that. Kill the bad guy after my kid is tortured to stop my own kid from being murdered, which, by the way, is what turned Anakin bad in the first place in the prequels is like, I love my mother. She died. I killed people. I thought I was going to lose Padme. So I killed people. What happened? I thought I was going to lose Luke. Wonder what so, I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> it's really pretty much true to form throughout. Not much of an arc. So if like, you really think about it. So the question becomes, does Kylo Ren, just because he couldn't kill his own mom, does he deserve to be redeemed after murdering Han Solo and seemingly being totally okay with blowing away like seven planets worth of people? There's a or or is it or because um, it's Star I think Wars? Yes, just for, kind of look for past a couple of shit. reasons, right? All right. Um, because Luke's actions, fears, whatever, damaged a young boy, right? So it's not. So as opposed to us being like an adult who has grown and has 
made decisions and and is it has become you know evil right what you've got more is an angsty teenager that's done some fucked up shit yeah but the fucked up shit he did was like the second that luke turned on him he turned around and killed everybody at the jedi temple then joined the dark side then murdered planets so i don't know yeah I'm but here's saying, the, I honestly i think murdering i don't know planets, if it holds up in a court not, of law oh uh, sure but i i'll say murdering plus it is about murdering planets uh as fucked up as it is the reality is it's a lot easier to do something like that than for him to slaughter them face to face and i and i'll try maybe like, i'll turn around you know what i mean like way. the push they- of a button means the destruction of millions of people but when you don't actually have to see that or you know like human beings all human beings pretty much that's there's there's a way you can disconnect there um, well, and you know what they say about crack, about the about like crack cocaine. They say the minute you have it, you're addicted. That it is instantly, completely addictive. And let's not forget that they describe the force as being the most powerful force in the ga- galaxy. If it had a personality, it would be God. And if you are tapping into the evil side of God power. Maybe you just really do. I mean, look what happened to Anakin. Anakin was like, "Yeah, you're like, fucking heady oh. on it, man." You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like it was like it was like I was good a second ago. I just turned to the dark side for a second, and now I will kill everyone. And we've always gone like, "Does that really make sense?" And I guess we've never really stepped back and said, "Well, it makes sense if you go. This is the this is essentially to to use dark side power." If you use dark side power to beat Mace Windu in episode three, if you called on the dark side, it would be like harnessing the devil himself. Like that's the power. That's the, the yeah, it's, it's how the, powerful it's all of the feel. evil in the universe. And you're the chosen one, or in this case, the grandson of the chosen one. And you've harnessed all the power of all the evil in the universe. And it immediately like eclipses your good. Then, then I guess that could work as a reason to then say you can also be redeemed for the things you did because it was you know, it wasn't me, baby. It was the force talking. It was, it was just the force. The force. Just well, the like it's talking, it's baby. like alcoholism. It's like anything else. You know, any other kind of um, which doesn't, by really the way, excuse the bad behavior addiction. that you do when you're on it. But um, no, and that's the thing. Like I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll excuse what he's done. Right. Like you of all people being into uh, much more into religion than myself, so I would I would imagine you would think from a Christian standpoint, right? Because that's kind of the thing, right? Uh, is you sure, uh, that they, are sorry and you can get forgiveness. Yeah, that doesn't you, mean if you are. If you are yeah, the, the, I mean the the Christian the Christian gospels. If you you know if you if you believe in the in the saving power of Jesus Christ and you and you and you are truly sorry for the things that you've done and you take responsibility for them and you ask for forgiveness and forgiveness is yours that's easy. and i guess that's sort of you know i guess what's what's more forgiveness asking than 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 picking up the old man and evidently ineffectively throwing him down a chute which by the way last thing Darth Maul was cut in half and thrown down a chute and fucking lived like <laughs> really this guy I falls know, right? down a chute. These Jedi can fucking fly. Like you threw him down a chute. There's a big explosion of energy. I guess that's it. Well, problem <laughs> solved. I guess this is going to work out. 
Stop. Everything's cool. Let's bounce. I I don't. Yeah, father, do you think maybe we should go down there and check? Should we do a double tap, maybe, dad? No, we're fine. I I don't see why. I I don't see why. Your friends are attacking the base and stuff. I mean, well, maybe just call down and we'll send a droid down. See if he's down there. See if he's dead. Why? Okay, real quick, one more trailer, and then I would have a brief discussion with you about something else. But if everyone could queue up, please, The Mandalorian, official trailer two, again, M-A-N-D-A-L-O-R-I-A-N, The Mandalorian, official trailer two, starting in three, two, one, go. Mandalorian two, love. What? Tell me when. Just just back out, honey, back out. And pull it up on 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 the, here. This is hit clear, or you can leave Star Wars, I guess. But I would just put Mandalorian, probably get there quicker. Boom, it's over there. Mandalorian trailer, two, right? Yeah, trailer two. Official trailer two, minute 44. Official trailer, minute 45, but it's from Star yeah. Wars. Yep. Official trailer two, Disney Plus streaming. Yep, yep. Give me a count. Wait, what did you say? Rapid trailer. Star Wars from five days ago. Five days ago. Yep, that's the one. Okay. All right. We go on through everybody. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Hold on. Sorry, dude. Back it up. I think he hit it for some reason from the other trailer, and so now it didn't start from the beginning. All right. Tell me when. All right. All right. On three. On three. One. Two, three. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is a shame that your people suffered. This looks really fucking cool, I gotta say. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree? in 10 days ladies and gentlemen 10 freaking days till we get this star wars <laughs> and we um, get an hour of this every week <laughs> okay he looks cool he does look cool there's some really cool fight sequences in there mm-hmm. 
I have problems. I do. I have. I have huge problem with all of these. Like it. They weren't sure he was going to survive the process. It was like, what can we do? Well, this is the only thing we have. We'll rig it up and we'll test it on Solo. So this isn't is like it, a thing that they do to transport prisoners. Like, it is now. <sighs> the Mandalorian takes place after Return of the Jedi. Okay, so you're saying that worked out so great they were like, hey, hmm, there should be an app for that. So we should just well, make I, that I mean, a, yeah, I, You know what? I'm totally down with that as an idea. They didn't do this before. Then they did it. Then he hung on Jabba's wall. It absolutely worked. It was a process that absolutely worked. And this is, let's say, 10 years after that. Yeah. I remember when we, our, 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 our friend Corey. Remember Corey? Corey Cole from the Ninjas movies. He was the first guy I ever knew with an iPhone. And I was like, this is not going to work. You can't type on it. You can't feel when your fingers hit the buttons because I had a BlackBerry. Like, this is going to work. <laughs> this, is, this is, you know, and he's like, no, I really think this is going to catch on. In the world of bounty hunting, in a post-Empire world where the, the last bits of the Empire are trying to hold on and the revolution is done, right? And the, the rebels have won and you found out that this works and it worked, by the way, under the auspices of another Mandalorian. And we don't know, like, I, I, this isn't Boba Fett. I don't think this is Boba Fett. Um, but sure. a, different man, a different Mandalorian is the one who did this. Um, Why would he know? Like this would have said, like what Why would did, he did know? Did Word did, did Word just really travels like, hey man, you know what that one Mandalorian did? He like he was on this planet and they had some kind of technology that they had to like jerry rig to get it to work, but they did and and it worked so and they I'm were able to flash freeze it. Script on you. Can you imagine when Jabba first hung Han up on the wall? What a talking fucking point. First, he's Han Solo. Everyone knows Han Solo. <laughs> what a talking point this was. Like, first of all, he's Han Solo. We're not talking Second about a all, fucking conversation book, okay? Like, it's not, not some it's not, just, it's not just a rumor that, that fucking Boba Fett used Carbonite for this. He's on the wall of the most, tori most notorious gangster when it comes to bounty hunting in the galaxy. And Jabba's like, Tuka, Tuka, Tuka. And his little guy next door is like, this guy next door is like, yes, Jabba hangs these. He loves this shit. This is good shit, man. Sure. Like, uh, why the fuck were you guys not doing this like 10 years ago? Juja, Juka, Juja. You guys are fucking it, idiots. How did, it, how did it go from there? Like, it's just, <coughs> I don't know, man. I would, came I out would of it and was fine in like four hours? And he was hanging there for, we assume, for at least like a year. I know. I'm. 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 I'm merely saying that I. I, I will need more that for that to be status more. quo f for me. I'm just like I don't know how I feel about that. Like that just seems like quite the leap. If it, it I don't know, man. That that just it stuck out to me. I don't know what to tell you. Like just sort of like wait a minute. So that's just the you thing now. That's what they earlier all do. about a certain kind of fan. <laughs> like that trailer that's was the only thing though like everything else is completely new and i've never seen it before um and i'm like down with it i'm like down to see what's up i think you know what i can head if this isn't the klingons the discovery klingons of the mandalorian <laughs> i can absolutely head canon that this would be a thing that people are doing now 
even if they don't mention it, even if they never say that this is a thing that people are doing now, I can absolutely headcanon that. Um, I think that it looks really good. Um, and fuck, I get live action Star Wars every week. I mean, I'm, I'm already getting I mean, it's Disney like, the, bar, like, by and large, the just like cer- certain characters that he's interacting with um, that are clearly a mesh of uh, like, you know, makeup and cg and i think that looks so much better again it's more tangible uh and i don't know if that's for budgetary purposes honestly i think it'd probably be cheaper to just cg it um at this point so i dig that they're taking that approach because it helps keep it grounded uh i think i think there's some characters that they've shown us that I'm, i'm intrigued to find out who they are in his life um there's like a lot of good stuff there. There's definitely like that it's the TV show, but it's definitely looking damn good for a TV show, you know? Yeah. This TV show looks better than the prequels. Like it's, it's, yes. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. And that in and of itself is, and really you know, I love the prequels, cool. but like it's, it's as a, as an achievement of like what can be on TV now, it's, it's insane. Uh, the fact that I'm giving you and uh, you know John Favreau and Dave Filoni are running it. Dave Filoni who ran Clone Wars and John Favreau who you know the they call Lion, the new Lion King movie a misstep in that it was not as good as the original. It was just you know, like a really beautiful, incredibly well made film that didn't quite do that, that shouldn't have been made. But right. f- from a filmmaking standpoint, this guy can do no wrong. Um, Iron Man two notwithstanding, um, I think that this is going to be really good. I think it's gonna be really good. I'm super excited, and like I said, that, that was the only thing that even gave me pause. You know what I mean? Everything else, and and it was like as a visual, it was a cool visual. It just made me go, okay, hold on now. This is this is like a I'll thing. tell you what. What I'm most excited for is I feel like there's a whole world to mine between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Um. And I think that it's one of the reasons I really liked Rebels because I felt like Rebels was mining the world between episode three and episode four. But I feel like that has been mined now because you had Rebels, um, you had Rebels, you've had Rogue One and you've had Solo. So you've had an entire series and two movies mining the space between episode three and four. But there's nothing mining the 30 years between episode six and seven. Yeah. So, Yeah. I'm down. I'm down for this. This is really cool. There are no Jedi, which I think is a, a good call right now. I think proving you can do it without the Jedi for a little while is a really good idea. Um, Agreed. So you can introduce a big old Jedi movie in five years. Um, <laughs> like I think you need to cleanse the palate and like have a half decade of like, hey, Star Wars is not just a Jedi. Look what else it is. Um, I think this really works. Um, so I'm excited. Again, spinoffs are good. Um, that kind of leads me to my last topic of the day that I'm going to talk to you about. Um, so today I went to go see Terminator Dark Dark Fate in 4DX, um, which, by the way, 4DX is so much fun. Um, it hurt my back a little because it's like it's two hours and 30 minutes of pure action of the seat jerking you around. And it's, it was hard on me a little bit. But still, it was it was super fun. I Where do you even do such a thing? That sounds amazing. It's like Star Tours, except for an entire film. And right. every it major sounds really fucking cool. Where the fuck do you do that? In DC, you do that at uh, Regal Gallery Place next to um, next to the Cap Center. Um, right there. Is in that the, the only place? In DC, yes. There's one. There's um, there's uh, something like that uh, called D Box. <laughs> 
um, uh-huh. in uh, in Virginia, and I hear they might be opening a new 40X in Ashburn, but there are only like 15 40X theaters in the country, and we happen to have one within, you know, because we're by DC. Um, uh, but that was awesome. Um, but I will say this about Terminator Dark Fate. Every review is covering this, so this isn't much of a spoiler. I guess minor spoilers for Terminator Dark Fate, although this shouldn't surprise you at all. Um, it is a hodgepodge of Terminator 1 and 2, giving you the, the, the greatest hits of those movies put together and repackaged with some modern themes, stronger female characters, um, but essentially the same... And and the introduction of an old character you knew as an older character. Now, if this sounds familiar, <laughs> uh, um, that is also what happens with The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, and, Shit works, man. It, that um, works. Well, it does work. I and it is, a soft, it is a soft reboot, but it's doing something else that I really hate. And that it's ignoring Terminators 3, 4, and 5. Now, I, I did not like... Um, Terminator 4 especially. Salvation was terrible. 3 was hit and miss, and I felt 5 was hit and miss. Genesis was hit and miss. Um, I'm fine uh, with that because I didn't see 5, and I didn't like any of the other ones past 2. But not liking them is not a reason to erase them. And this is the thing that I wanted to touch on that I have a bit of a problem with. (laughs) It's, it, this is this is the thing that I want to touch and that I have a bit of a like that was with. my favorite part. Uh, was it, I spent first class was them basically saying, oh, that horrible last X-Men movie before this one. Yeah, that didn't happen. Sweet. Except when they finally <laughs> got to Dark Phoenix and and or rather Apocalypse, which is the third one where they like the, the third first class movie. Um, they try and rag on X-Men The Last Stand. And I would say that X-Men The Last Stand is better than Apocalypse. Um, and it might be better than than Dark Phoenix. So I will also say that Dark Fate, while the non-spoiler review is that it is good, it is not so good that it can just confidently take a shit on the other movies. It's better than all the other sequels since T2, but it is not so infinitely better. It is not T2. And so it is not so close to T2 that it should... It, kind of has the right to go fuck you everything to kill else. the other ones before i don't know fuck man. you all those other movies that arnold did star in <laughs> like same actor still there arnold you love the guy but the man has no loyalty to anyone because every film that comes out is like this is going to be the best one you've ever seen you know, and then he comes the next week. Goes the last one really sucked. This is going to be the best one you've ever well, seen. Well, you and you, but you know how it can be when you're working on something and when you're in it, and it because everybody's giving their best, everybody's doing their all, and it can feel like this is going to be amazing. And then you know you see the finished product, and you're like, that is not how I thought that was going to turn out. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Was you know that, maybe like this is very it's very uh, particularly in a Hollywood situation where like you're just you know the actor doing your part and that you have very little control over what happens beyond that. I think it's much easier for that to wind up being the case where you read the script, you get excited, doing it feels good. But then the finished product comes out and you're like, whoa, uh, how did we get to that? Yeesh. (laughs) Well, I think that there's an arrogance that goes along with it where you think you're making the greatest thing in the world and you think that the person before you must have just not given a shit. 
And I think there's an arrogance that goes along with this. The first time I ever remember hearing this happen was Superman Returns, way back when, like 13 years ago. Um, and Superman Returns is a direct sequel to Superman 2, with Brandon Routh taking over the Christopher Reeve role. Essentially saying Superman 3 and 4 didn't happen because they sucked, which they did. Superman 3 and 4 largely sucked, especially Superman 4. But they were like, well, everyone liked the first one, everyone liked the second one, so this is... This is just the sequel to the one everybody liked. Now, <laughs> if I come out and say Superman 3, the one with Richard Pryor, that sucked. I think it does. There's a contingent of people who don't think it does. And to just kind of go, hey, those are the sucky ones. We're just doing the sequel to the good ones. Um, I think it's disingenuous and problematic. And that's what is rubbing me wrong. Either if it's a soft reboot like this, but is a sequel to T1 and 2. Um, that I liked. I liked Dark Fate. In fact, I liked it quite a bit. Um, or the new Halloween that came out this this last year. I really liked the new Halloween that is a sequel to the first Halloween and ignores every Anything other Halloween beyond sequel. that, yeah. <laughs> Yo, now, keep in mind, Halloween H2O, when it came out with Jamie Lee Curtis, ignored all of the ones since Halloween 2. So this is the second it time. It did. And I liked that, that one. <laughs> that they've done a sequel. So essentially, here's the Halloween timeline. Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, which is a reboot of the franchise where they don't have Michael Myers. And then they go, oh, just kidding. Halloween 4, which continues after Halloween 2. So it goes Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween 4, Halloween 5. Then Halloween H2O, which is a sequel to Halloween 2. <laughs> then Rob Zombie made a reboot of the entire Halloween franchise called Halloween. And then there was Halloween 2. And then they just made Halloween again, <laughs> just called <laughs> Halloween, which is only a reboot to Halloween 1. So like Laurie Strode being Michael Myers' sister is not the case in the new one because that was a revelation from Halloween 2. And they're only sequelizing Halloween 1. Wow. That, yeah, that's a lot and, to, to, take, to and, try to parse. <laughs> Star Trek 09 gets away with it because there's time travel. X-Men gets away with it to a lesser extent because there's time travel. Um, yep. But there's, you know, I when I hear about episode nine, I've heard it said that this is going to be the ninth film. They're not saying it's the sixth film or the third film. They're saying it's the ninth. They're saying there are going to be things in this film that harken back to and pay off the sequels and jj is trying to be respectful of the se uh, of the prequels rather he's trying to be respectful of the prequels in a way that he was not before um if if they had just said well we're going to ignore the prequels I, i'd be like well you know what you have to own them you have to own star trek 5 you have to it happened you have to go <laughs> forward you have to be yeah. able to move on and not just go ha just kidding i didn't like that one and i just have a real problem and the 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 series that i go to is Nightmare on Elm Street. I've heard a lot of clamoring after the last oh, Halloween you mean your movie. Nightmare. <laughs> I've heard I've heard a lot of clamoring after the last Nightmare on Elm, uh, last Halloween movie about doing a new Nightmare on Elm Street because Robert Englund is now yeah, I saying I may maybe I got one with him and old Nancy facing each other, which I would see. Yeah, and and down. I might well like. But you would be upset because it would erase all the... Uh, yeah, because you do. Well, fucking... Ha Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is my favorite know. Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's my favorite one. And Nancy's death in that movie is impactful. It, it as is. As a matter of fact, in, in, a, in a genre, especially the slasher genre, where they just kill people and you don't care, 
the fact you're like you can't wait for people to die in slasher movies. The fact that Elm Street <laughs> three dares to kill someone and make you care about it, yeah, is is bold. It's a bold step, and it made me adore that. I love the moment when she's cradling Nancy's body, going, "I'm going to dream you into a beautiful dream." Oh, like it's I know. it's a gorgeous. It's a great. Moment. It's a great fucking film. I mean, it, as as slasher movies go. I it's mean, really I good. like that better than the first one. I think I think Dream Warriors is the best of um, all. But of them. you know what? I like Alice. I like four, and e- even though I know five has its flaws, I think five is such a weird fucking movie. I dig five. I dig Nightmare on Elm Street five. Um, if someone were to come up and go, "Hey, Alice, Alice Johnson," that story that didn't happen. Dream, you know, like like Dream Dream Master didn't happen. Dream Child didn't happen. You know. Even if they said, and I don't like Freddy's Dead, I'm on record as saying I really don't like Freddy's Dead, but you got to own it. It happened. Move on. Ignore it if you must. Star Trek's great at that. Star Trek has never mentioned Star Trek Five ever again. They've never yep. mentioned it. But they've, but, but they've, but it's it's out there. Yeah, like, but there's nothing that contradicts it. They have not directly tried to contradict it. They haven't tried to go. There is no Enterprise A. Eh? Ha! What do you mean? Yeah, like that's like yeah. The like Star Trek did, has, I think, done a pretty good job by and large of just kind of eh, we just won't talk about the mistake anymore. Like yeah. yeah, it happened, but we just we just won't really we won't make anything connect to it directly. We won't reference it directly so that people don't have to really think about it again. <laughs> that yeah, didn't I like it, th- and it didn't I bother th- me. I like five, you know that. I like all of them, you, but at this point, the reason that you're seeing a Terminator movie is because you like the Terminator movies. And if you're not saying you don't like the Terminator movies, and if you're trying to bring, it's like you're trying to bring back the people who bailed on you because they didn't like the last one. And you're forgetting about the people who saw the last one, even though they heard it was bad because they just love Terminator movies, which is why I went to go see it. Um, and I get that it worked. The last Halloween movie was, you know, made a ton of dough. So they're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep doing this new reboot where they sequelize the one everyone liked. And ignore the rest. That's the new thing that they're doing. Um, and and damn it, you know, spin it off. Give me a spin off. Give me a sequel. Give me a sequel that barely mentions the things that happened before. You know, but but I I just they can't I fly a, in the face of what happened before. That's that's your feeling. Well, you know, here here yeah. Here's the thing is is well, like what said, if she just thought Nancy died, or what if she did dream her to a place and. Because Freddy exists in the dream world, that's where Nancy exists, and that's how they're going to make it work. Like well, you have no so idea is, how they're going to make great, it work. That's a great point. There's there are events that happen in the first twenty minutes of this film that completely contradict everything that's ever happened in any other Terminator film. And if they were just to say at the beginning, there are many there are many possible timelines. There are many possible timelines. This is the one that I'm in, or something. You know, like like you know. You know, sure. I imagine I, I imagine in other timelines there are other Sarah Connors going through other things, but this is the hellscape of the world that I'm stuck in. And you know, and then you just move on. Give it a line, give it lip service. Give it, you know, as much as I hate Star Trek's 09, we're in an alternate universe. It's <laughs> it's it's enough. It's it's enough. It would have meant more if it was delivered by Scotty, frankly. Um, because you know, <laughs> he's he's the you know, engineer physicist. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> not not for nothing, but like have somebody who is like particularly schooled in that. You know, I mean, she, I get she's very smart, but you know, let's say she's a let's say she's a a I don't know a gastroenterologist, 
and Scotty is a you know is a brain surgeon. Yeah, but a it's a very simple concept, dude. Like it's not complex, I know, but particularly fact, not for the, people in the their line of it, work. I know, I know. The fact that she I I felt like it was like ramming it down. I was like, okay, how dumb are we? We duh, obviously. But it's at the timeline. very least, I'll give it to JJ. <laughs> I'll give this to JJ. At the very least, he was he was saying, look, everything that happened before did happen. It is a thing. It really happened. We can debate whether or not it's continuing to happen or whether or not it was destroyed. We can have that debate about what the actual events meant. And it's fun to have that debate. Is we've carried that we've gotten like six shows out of it. But at the very <laughs> least, he, he was at least respectful enough to not go to not go, yeah, we are using Spock from that timeline and we're destroying Vulcan because I think it's an interesting thing to do. Like it's it's like it's he's at least going, we're we're we are separating it necessarily. And so I just have a have an issue with the, you know, making a movie is hard. Making movies really hard. It is. And there are people that that don't dig ninjas versus monsters as much as vampires. I'd be so pissed off if somebody else went and made a ninjas versus vampires that said, oh, ninjas versus monsters, not only are we ignoring it, but fuck that movie. Fuck it. I don't <laughs> that, that it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm that, not even acknowledging that it exists at all. And I'd be like over there if I were the writer, the director. The yeah. actors who worked on it, fucking Mother of Dragons is Sarah Connor in Genesis. Like she tried really hard. I'm sure that she like watched tapes. You know what I mean? I'm sure she watched yeah. tapes of Sarah Connor. I'm sure she worked really hard. The action scenes were really in depth. You know, you know, I I'm sure that that Jai Courtney, for all of his, you know, problems as an actor, tried really hard to be Kyle Reese. You know, everyone in that film seemed to be trying very hard. The film just didn't work. And it's just like to go, hey, that work you did. Not only are we ignoring it, but fuck you, fuck you, and we're not even just sequelizing the first one. We're we're all we're doing a sequel to a sequel, just not your fucking sequel. Fuck you. Oh uh, yeah, I guess it's your point. That is kind of cold. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like. If, using your analogy, I was in monsters, right? So. um and it was the only one I was, I mean, I was like in the other ones, but it was the only one I had like a role in. Um, so I, I would be, I would be sad that people thought it sucked so much that it was going to be uh, not remembered or not part of the, you know, sort of canon and was going to be like, and we're not acknowledging that one. Uh that, that would be, I, I don't know how I'd feel about it. I wouldn't be happy about it, but I wouldn't. I would feel like it was like I did my job to the best of my ability and it was not my job to carry that film. <laughs> like that's on the writer. Well, the yeah, director. But that, but yeah. So but, that person but, is the person that I think feels the worst, the most hurt. I would, but, th you know, I I would think, think than yeah, rather I, the actors involved or anything like that. I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's because I think it speaks less to the to the actor performances in any subsequent wins than it does to. It's just all of it. Just all the people who work so hard and the director. I know it's so hard to make a movie. They like, all got a, paid though, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they got they they got to pay their rent for another however many. I get that. No, months, I, days, I, understand, years. I understand that. <laughs> but but yeah, so this is and this is you know we we got to wrap up the show because we're we're neither one of us feeling at the top of our game right now but I, I i will i i will submit if you will allow me um i would like to submit um they're they're they've announced they're making a matrix four and they've announced that both 
Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are going to be in it. Now, here's the thing. I am all for a Matrix 4. It's a great IP. It's a wonderful Mm -hmm. idea. I'm worried about it, though, because after Jupiter Ascending, I don't. Well, here's the thing. I don't don't trust one of them at this point. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure how involved Wachowski is. Um, I think that one of them is, I think Lana is directing it. Um, That's what I'm saying. uh, And that's that's who Jupiter Ascending was all. Yeah, I'd be and up I, for somebody else doing it. I didn't be up like for a it, and I like, that bothers me. But here's the thing: if they go, well, nobody really liked the other two, so we're just going to do a new Matrix Part Two. Like fucking, I understand that nobody liked your other films, but you know what? We watched them, and they happened. I'm sorry, and they I did. liked them. I didn't yeah, dislike, but, but the general consensus is that they're they, not yeah, and they weren't as good as the first one. Like that's and, that's true. Know, so, so if they were like, we're gonna make, we're we're gonna make the the sequel that everyone wanted. Let me give you this one too. If you're gonna do that, it better be the best fucking movie of all time. It better be as good. It better, or better live than up to it. Yeah. If that's like, if it, it it better be no, it just has to be better than the sequels at that point. I think if it's if that's no, 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 what you're no, trying no. to I, deliver I dis- on, I disagree. If you're going to say nothing happened. It can't just be better. Dark Fate is better than the other sequels, but it's not so much better that it deserves to sh- it deserves to 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 win the the award, right? It gets, it gets the the sequel blue ribbon, blue ribbon, and then you can hand out the other ribbons to the others. It doesn't earn the right to pull down its sequel pants and shit on the other ones. It doesn't deserve to murder <laughs> the other sequels. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to have the right to murder the other sequels, then you better be really really good, and it's just pretty good. And I think it's the height of arrogance to go, huh, well, guess what? We're one of the good ones. So that's just my thought. Anyway, we are out of time. Uh, thanks for joining us for uh, for the two trailers and all this talk. Lots of stuff. Um, I'm still going to try and get Alexia to see Endgame, even if it means I need to watch The Orville. Um, but for now. <laughs> one episode, is, just one. <laughs> my name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. Crack off. Crack off, bitches. Just-